0: Morning on this second Sunday after Epiphany. Today we hear the good news that God knows each one of us and calls each one of us to a high and holy calling, following Jesus, living a giving faith, overflowing with love. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and just a couple of announcements today. We welcome all who join us. For worship today, those who are here at United for our drive-in radio broadcast, as well as those who worship with us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, or by streaming. Today we celebrate Holy Communion, and all those who drive into the church parking lot for worship will have pre-packaged communion elements brought to their car before the service begins. Those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune today, You're invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, at home before Holy Communion. Following the Lord's Prayer and the words of institution, I will invite worshipers to commune. Please note our United Lutheran Church annual meeting will be on Sunday, January 31st at 10.30 a.m. It will follow our drive-in worship service. And it will be a drive-in meeting this year at 10:30 a.m. As you know, our annual meeting is required by our United Lutheran Church Constitution in order to do the business of our congregation. Because of the pandemic and in interest of protecting the health of our community, this year's annual meeting is a drive-in meeting, which means you will not have to leave your car and you can still participate in the meeting through your radio, 103.3 on the FM dial, and the meeting will be led by our president, Taylor Beaver. Council members will be bringing reports, budget and ballots to your car, but we do need your help to achieve the quorum of 54 members in our church parking lot in order to do the necessary business of our congregation. So there are two ways we need your help. First, to mark your calendar and plan for the meeting on January 31st at 1030 in the church parking lot. And second, I would like to read from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. Please encourage other members of United Lutheran Church to attend this year. We know it is a challenging time. This pandemic has been difficult and has presented us with all kinds of challenges. I am proud to say United Lutheran Church has shown great resilience through this time. And I am grateful for your partnership, for your partnership in Christ's mission through our congregation throughout the past year. And thank you in advance for your help with the annual meeting in two weeks. In our gospel reading, we will hear today, Jesus sees Nathanael, and Jesus knows Nathanael, and Nathanael is surprised and wonders how Jesus could know him when they had never met before. But this is how it is for all of us, isn't it? God sees us, God knows us for who we are, God loves us, and God calls us reflect that same compassion and love to others. Let us prepare our hearts for worship, centering our hearts now in God. I invite you to join in confessing your sin and hear the promise of God's forgiveness following the invocation. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We confess our sin and hear the promise of God's forgiveness. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in you. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our psalm for today from psalm number 139. Lord, you have searched me out. O Lord, you have known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it all together. You encompass me behind and before. And lay your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful, and I know it well. How deep I find your thoughts, O God. How great is the sum of them. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Redeemer, for the countless blessings and benefits you give. May we know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day, praising you, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken against his house from beginning to end. For I have told him I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli, but Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he said, here I am. Eli said, what is it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. Here ends the reading. Our Gospel today from John, the first chapter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The gospel is all about seeing. Not only what the disciples see, but what Jesus sees and how we are called to see today, too. I heard a funny story about a Lutheran pastor who got a call from a lady who wanted a funeral and a burial for her dog. The pastor suggested that she call the Baptist Church cross town. Well, I have one more question, the woman said. How much should I pay the minister for doing the service? I was thinking somewhere between 800 and and $1,000. Would that be enough? Oh, said the pastor, you didn't tell me your dog was a Lutheran. What interests me in this humorous little story is the way the pastor changed the way he saw the woman and her dog. Why did his view change. His way of seeing change. We know the answer to that, of course. But today, we consider how our seeing changes because we follow Jesus. We see with the eyes of faith. We see with the eyes that God gives us. In our Gospel for today, we heard how Nathaniel's scene changed. Nathanael couldn't figure out how Jesus of Nazareth could know him without ever having met him. And even more significantly, how someone from this podunk town of Nazareth could be from God and could know him. It's like the words of the psalm. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Even before I speak, you know what I, what I will say. Now after Nathanael recognizes Jesus as the Son of God, Jesus responds to Nathanael. And we can almost hear him sort of laughing in playfulness. Nathanael, do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. Jesus calls Nathaniel to a new way of seeing, to see greater things, to see with the eyes of faith that God gives. Jesus calls people to this new way of seeing throughout his ministry, a new way of seeing God, a new way of seeing one another. I couldn't help but wonder within myself about the way Jesus sees us right now sees us as a people in this country. One of my teachers, Richard Rohr, says, the Bible invites us into a helpful struggle that creates a kind of dissonance in us. For example, when Jesus said, the last will be first, and the first will be last, that's from Matthew chapter 20. No one can really just agree with how Jesus sees this, this reality, without some inner struggle, some inner wrestling with how that's true or not true. The last will be first. The first will be last. And that struggle will likely last a lifetime for all of us. As gradually over time the purpose and message and meaning of these words of Jesus transform us. Change the way we see things. The way Jesus intends for us to see. The transformation within us doesn't just happen instantaneously. Through this past year we have seen many things differently. This past year has revealed lines of separation between people where the last are not first, or they are often left out. Disparities persist in basic health and health care made tragically and sadly real in the pandemic. Social inequities rooted in racial identity have become systemic and glaringly obvious. Economic pain is not felt evenly. The burden falls disproportionately. Jesus searches us out, just like Nathaniel, with the goal of calling everyone into the communion of God's people. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I remember number of years ago, visiting Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. When I visited the church, I was struck by this original building where Martin Luther King Jr. preached, which is now really a historical, iconic site. It's located just down the street from the newer church building where the congregation gathers now to worship. But when you enter this historic church building and when I entered it, the first thing I heard was this recorded voice of Martin Luther King Jr. being played through the sound system for those who were visiting this National Historic Site. And when I looked at the front of the church, the pulpit was in the very center of the church, Behind the pulpit was a picture, a large painting on the front wall behind the pulpit. It was a beautiful scene. Mountains, valleys, a flowing stream right through the middle. It was a picture of the land that is fairer than day. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land that by faith we can see from afar. And then through the speaker system came the voice, Martin Luther King. His last speech. I've been to the mountaintop. I've looked over. I've seen the promised land. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Martin Luther King was assassinated the day after he spoke those words fatally shot on that motel balcony, April 4th, 1968. He had come to Memphis to assist the sanitation workers who were on strike. He was concerned for their human rights throughout his ministry. From the time he began his first call at a church in Montgomery, Alabama, Martin Luther King was determined to help the people of our country and our world to see one another as God sees us. One famous saying of Martin Luther King Jr. Whatever affects one person directly affects all people indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. This is the interrelated reality. We are a community in Christ. He saw African Americans and white Americans, all Americans as children of God. God's love in Jesus had given him this new vision, this way of seeing and so doing gave us all the ability to see greater things, to recognize Christ in our neighbor, however different our neighbor might be We are not yet to the promised land, but God's love in Christ gives us a new vision, a new way of seeing. A new way of seeing gives clarity to our calling as God's people. There's an old Hasidic tale of a conversation between a rabbi and his students. The rabbi asked his students, how can we determine the hour of dawn when night ends and day begins? One of the students suggested, We determine that when the distance you can distinguish from a distance between a dog and a sheep. No, answered the rabbi. Another student said, Is it when one man can distinguish between a fig tree and a grapevine? No, said the rabbi. Tell us the answer then, said the students. It is, said the wise teacher, when you can look into the face of human beings and you have enough light to recognize them, every one of them, as your brothers and sisters. Up until then, it is night and darkness is still with us. Today we hear the invitation Nathaniel heard. In the midst of his darkness and doubt, Jesus said, come and see. Come and see. Come and see the one who knows everything about you and me and loves you and me completely and calls you and me over and over throughout our lifetime because God desires for us to see greater things. Thanks be to God. I invite you to affirm your faith now in the words of the Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. Lord Jesus, you have given us a new way of seeing your sacrificial love. Giving yourself in death on the cross and resurrection from the grave that we might have eternal life is amazing grace, the greatest love. And so we see through your love, we see one another. Transform our lives that we may see others around us, others who may be very different from us, with the same grace, the same compassion, the same unconditional love we experience from you as you look at us. Help us to see the greater things your love calls us to in our lives and give us ready and willing hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our country, the United States of America. We pray for President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Harris. For all the elected members of Congress, for a peaceful inauguration on Wednesday, for a government rooted in the principles of truth and justice, for the good of all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And as we observe Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, may we learn and grow as a people of faith, according to his witness, that unarmed truth and unconditional love, will have the final word in reality. Fill our lives with your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lament past injustices because of other people's ethnic or racial identity. We are sorry for the suffering that has caused residents of our country. We pray for your blessing upon indigenous people descendants of Africa, and all immigrants and refugees in this land. Form us into one nation with liberty and justice for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For relief for the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, may our country and communities care for those who are hurting and provide opportunities for relief. Use our hands to help. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O oh God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers. Give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. And we pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day especially those from our community, Colleen, Song-hee, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, and those we name before you. Grant them your healing grace. And we pray for all who grieve today. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. Of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends in Christ, today we, in our prayer, of the day we pray giving thanks for the countless blessings and gifts and benefits that God gives. And so we give thanks and praise to God today for all those gifts in our lives. Thank you, too, for the gifts that you share, for your generosity in all of your giving, including your giving to the ministry of of our congregation here at United Lutheran Church. God bless you and your stewardship, all the gifts that God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat this is my body which is given for you do this for the remembrance of me again after supper he took the cup, gave thanks and gave for all to drink saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin do this for the remembrance of me and we pray together the prayer the Lord taught us our Father You may commune now. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks Almighty God you refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.